It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Where do the Raiders go from here? That's the question for owner Mark Davis, GM Dave Ziegler, and coach Josh McDaniels as the team and Raider Nation deal with the realities of a 2-6 and six record and a season really in shambles. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. I am your host, Scott Branson. My partner and co-host Mo Moten is a bit under the weather today, so we hope he'll be back for Thursday's show. Of course, our best to him. But we get back to Raiders football. It was another blown lead. It was another blown opportunity as the frustration in the locker room has boiled over. Derek Carr's three-minute, yes, three-minute uh, pro- post-game press conference saw the ninth-year quarterback just appear frustrated. I mean, if you saw the video, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so he was holding back from calling out perhaps his coaches, perhaps players, from whatever is ailing this team. Here's what Carr said. He said, quote, I think there's a lot I want to say, but if I'm honest, I don't need to say it here, Carr said pausing really several times throughout that whole press conference and, again, appearing frustrated. Quote, there are things that will be said that need to be addressed and all those things, but I think as a whole, the urgency part of it, that after 30 minutes of football, we have to learn that the game is not over. I feel like I've been in this situation a lot. We have new coaches here or this or that. You have to teach the new guys. This is how we do it. And that's getting tiring. But at the same time, it's my job. I'll say that for right now. But there's things in-house that we'll have to talk about man to man. That's Derek Carr clearly, clearly. I mean, there's no other way to put it, right? Clearly upset about what has happened to this team. And I can't blame him. Now, does he own some of it? Of course he does. We'll talk about that later. But this is a team effort. The failure, successes all happen As a team, a team with playoff aspirations entering this season with loads, loads of talent on offense, scores zero points, zero in the second half in the team's 27-20 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. But who's to blame, right? That's the question all of you have on your mind. I've seen on Twitter, all of you, you got your take. Some blame the coaches, some blame the defense, some blame Derek Carr, some blame Mark Davis, some blame everybody. (laughs) There's probably more truth to the everybody statement, but we'll get into it, okay? That's that's part of what we're going to do in this first segment here 
on Silver and Black today on this Tuesday. We hope your Tuesday is going well. By the way, I have to remind you, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, Mo and I would really appreciate if you would do that for us now. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get it from Silver and Black today. Whether you're listening to us on your Amazon Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Silver and Black today. Boom, she'll play it. If you are on Apple Podcasts, They'll play it there for you. You could do it on Spotify. You can do it on Stitcher. You can do it on uh, iHeartRadio. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find this show. So go over, hit the subscribe button, and then on your phone, do me a favor as well. Hit the auto download feature. That way, every time we push a new show, it'll come to you. We also push the whole show to you. And segments. I heard a lot of feedback from all of you guys saying, hey, I love it on my commute because I can listen to the three parts of the show separately. One on my way to work, one on my workout, and then the other one on my way back from work. So it works out great. So make sure you hit the auto download. Uh, and uh, we appreciate that as always. No YouTube show for today. We had some technical difficulties on Sunday. We're still working those out. But you can usually catch us on YouTube as well. So go over there, subscribe, hit the notifications button as well. But the question, who's to blame? Carr didn't want to say it, but Devontae Adams was much more clear with his assessment about uh, what he had to say about this team and its failings in his postgame comments. He had a gaggle in the locker room with uh, journalists who covered the team. And uh, remember, he started the game. You ready for this? Started the game, nine catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns, only to see three targets and one catch for zero yards in the second half. Imagine that. You are on fire. Fire. And in the second half, the Raiders just don't go to you. They just don't. It's not that he was bracketed, he was covered, blah, blah, blah. No. They just made a conscious effort not to go to Devontae Adams. Very strange. So... Adams, again, in the locker room, after seeing just those three targets and one catch uh, for zero yards in the second half, was more forward with his criticism, I believe, and we all believe, and the writers wrote, of Josh McDaniels and his game plan and play calling in the second half. And how could he not? How could he not? When the media asked him during the postgame, if he was afraid, because they were sensing, he was saying things. You could kind of almost get some code. And then they asked him straight up. I think my friend Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review-Journal said, are you afraid of criticizing your coach? Adams emphatically said he wasn't afraid. And this is what he said. Quote, I'm not scared of that, Adams said. At the end of the day, I don't care. Like, you can say whatever you want to say. The coach has got to make the adjustments just like the players do. And that's just the way that the game goes. Now, specifically, specifically, Adams questioned why. Why? When during the first half of the, the game, the passing game and targeting him was working like a charm. It was working so well. Everybody got excited. This was all. Oh, this is the offense we thought we would see for 2022. Sands Darren Waller, who was out again, but with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, this is this is what we expected. Was this high flying offense get the ball to Devontae Adams? Now Devontae Adams not a burner. He's not going to blow the top off the defense, but he does. He does 
create all sorts of mismatches, right? So, so you have Adam saying he's not afraid, but he did say the passing game and targeting was working so well, why did the team go away from it? That was his question. He said, quote, the way we were attacking in the first half, it was working, he said. It was working. We got away from that and started playing the game a little different. We could have continued doing what we were doing in the first half, and it would have been, you know, who knows, Adams said. Quote, but I feel we didn't put ourselves in the best position based on how we came out in the second half. Shot fired across the bow of the SS McDaniels. No question. And, and you know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. And not only is he right, but we've seen this with McDaniels throughout the season. You had Dave Ziegler, the GM, last week say he was proud of the progress McDaniels made when everyone else is seeing that McDaniels seems to be making the same mistake. Now, I'm not in the fire Josh McDaniels mode. I know a lot of you are, and I get it. You're frustrated fans, and you're going with your heart and totally understand. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. But for me, I'm not there yet, and he's not going to get fired. I'm sorry. He could lose the rest of the games. He's still not going to get fired, folks. So you got to come to grips with that. It doesn't do the franchise well to just cycle people in and out, in and out all the time, no matter what you think of them. Okay? So knowing that, Devontae Adams is frustrated. There's something not happening. Mo and I have been talking about this. Murph on the Sunday postgame shows. Evan on the Sunday postgame shows. We've all been talking about this and talking about how there's something not right in the building. Something these coaches are doing, there, there, there's not a cohesive vision or a shared vision on how things should go. Clearly, the coaching staff has a plan, it works, and then they, they deviate. Why would you deviate? It's working, right? So that happens. So that's Devontae Adams. And I will tell you, it, it, now, they get the Indianapolis Colts in Vegas on Sunday at the Death Star, who just fired Frank Reich yesterday, and they're going to have Jeff Saturday, the former center for the Colts, who doesn't have any coaching experience. And there's no one on the Colts team with any play-calling experience in the NFL. Zero. So it looks like the Raiders are set up with the easiest possible game they can get at home against the Colts. But the thing is, and you saw this on Sunday, losing breeds frustration. And clearly Carr and Adams are frustrated. The Raiders, who blew their third, third, 17-0 lead in a game this season. A new record for futility, by the way, for a franchise in the NFL in the same year. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a franchise that enjoyed an offseason of really just high praise and high expectations. You all had high expectations. Mine were tempered a little bit, but I certainly thought this was a playoff team. So shame on me, too. 
Mo called 10 and 7. I called, I think, 11 and 6. I don't know what I was smoking, but that's what I called. And while the GM Ziegler and the head coach McDaniels continued to blame the team's slow start on a failure to execute, two of the Raiders' biggest stars are pushing back. And that appears to be fully directed at the head coach. Now, are they right about execution? Absolutely. Clearly, the Raiders aren't executing. But, but, when you deviate from what was working in the first half, it's not that the Jags made such great adjustments. And even if they did make good adjustments, you still stick with what's going on. You don't go... Guy's got 146 yards receiving the first half, and you go to him three times in the second half? Are you kidding me? Just terrible. And so, so the players are frustrated. And, and while there's plenty of blame to go around, including the players on the field, they have to play the game. They have to execute the X's and O's. They have to catch balls. They have to throw balls. Okay? They have to block up front. But this team is where it's at because of the brass in charge of it. That's what I believe. There's no doubt. And now the players are starting to say it more publicly. That's not to absolve the players of their culpability in what has been a terrible half of the 2022 season. That's not what I'm doing here. But hear me out on this before you want to blame somebody like Derek Carr alone or Patrick Graham's defense alone or the offensive line alone. No. I have to say, this is a team that Ziegler's and McDaniels constructed. Yes, they inherited. I understand they inherited all the pieces. They chose to sign Carr to an extension. They chose to sign Waller, Crosby, Renfro, and Adams to big money extensions. They also signed a non-factor in Chandler Jones on the defensive line at edge, trading away Yannick Ngakwe, who's having a much better year. And they paid Chandler Jones $51 million. Bad call. Bad call. The Ngakwe trade to the Colts for Rocky Sin. Eh, he's played better as of, as of recently, but not lighting the world on fire. So, so that's one. They signed a very average Bilal Nichols up front on defense, and he's been marginal at best. The same Brian Trust said they were good. Hey, we're good. We're good on the offensive line. We're deep. We have depth on the offensive line, is what Josh McDaniels said. Not only that, but as Field Yates from NFL.com pointed out last week, the team's middle core of the defense is not anywhere, anywhere near what they thought it was. And it can't, it's not even close to being a playoff caliber defense and not even close. Many of these weaknesses, of course, if you listen to this show, you knew about many of these weaknesses. You heard myself and Mo, lots of other Raiders, broadcasters, journalists, and content creators talk about this during the summer leading up to the season. But I will say this. What none of us saw was the complete dysfunction on offense. The inability of this team to put teams away at any point. 17-0 and 20-0. Really, if you count the one. But three times. Three times. No other team in the NFL has lost a game when they've built a 17-0 lead this year. 
and the complete failure of the head coach and offensive player play caller, really, to get this thing and to get a game closed when you have that big of a lead is just ridiculous. And the Raiders have played, excuse me, have not played entire complete football game yet in 2022. That's on McDaniels. And what is it about the Raider culture that makes it this way? What is Josh McDaniels doing or not doing where he doesn't have the buy-in from his guys? That's the question to ask. Why did he go away from the successful first half plan against the Jaguars? A playoff team now from a year ago had its fans more focused on the 2023 NFL draft now than the rest of the season. That's where we're at. And there are no excuses. I mean, just, there's just no excuses. We're past excuses. We're past last week's propaganda from Ziegler saying the Saints game was, quote-unquote, an anomaly. When a team shows you who they are, believe what you see, not what the GM tells you. And to me, that was insulting to Raider Nation. Just admit where you're at. Mo and I did, what, two segments on this last week. No, because that's the, the bottom line. Here's the bottom line, Raider Nation. The truth will set you free. And the truth is the Raiders are a mess. They're such a mess that you, you, it's just it's really time to start focusing on the long-term future. This team will not go from its current state to a Super Bowl contender with a new coach. So forget you, Fire McDaniels, folks. Or improving a few spots. It needs to determine who's in and who's out by the Super Bowl. Who's in, who's out? What's your long-term plan? Put it together now. If you're keeping the coach like Mark Davis claims, and I believe, and I think they probably should, then you build around his vision and get the players he wants. We don't know who he wanted, except for the new guys who came in, the draft. Obviously, Devontae Adams. But the Derek Carr question, which we're going to get to later in the show. But right now, these guys are kind of a walking disaster with the fan base, and they got to figure that out. His players are on the verge of revolt at least the silent revolt type. They're not in sync, and the team is continuing to lose even when it's winning. It's winning ball games, and then it just falls apart. The 2022 Raiders, I mean, I think there's no question they're the most disappointing team in the NFL. You've seen all the rich eyes and stuff on it, so I won't go over that all, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And I don't know that they've reached rock bottom yet. Let's face it. If they lose to the Colts this week, that's rock bottom. But as we discussed, Mo and I on this show last week, be truthful with your assessment and then work on getting better. That's all. Tell everybody. The people of Raider Nation are ride or die. They won't leave you because you lose. Obviously, the last 30 years prove that. There's no more loyal fan base, and I keep saying this, in all of sports. But lie to them, and woe unto you. Woe unto you. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll go, I'll finish my thoughts on this, and then we'll start talking a little bit specifically about the offense and the defense, and then I will save the last segment of the show to discuss the Derek Carr situation, where he's at and what I think about that. And I know a lot of you, a lot of folks I've seen the last couple of weeks just, just turn and they're like, I'm done. 
I'm done with Derek Carr. So we'll talk about that too. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. I am Scott Colbranson. Again, Mo Moten off today. He's a little under the weather, but we hope to have him back on Thursday. Don't go anywhere, Raider Nation. We'll be right back.